Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Judges. We're still in chapter 11, looking at verses 34 and 35, read from the New King James Version. Jephthah's vow that he made was a dark and much in the clouds. When he was going out from his house upon this hazardous undertaking, in prayer to God for his presence with him, he makes a secret but solemn vow, a religious promise to God, that if God would graciously bring him back a conqueror, whosoever or whatsoever comes out of his house first to meet him, should be devoted to God and offered up for a burnt offering. He makes a vow that is foolish and unnecessary and fail and shows his failure to trust God who has placed his spirit upon him that he and told him he would be successful. And because of that vow, let's read verses 34 and 35. When Jephthah came to his house in Mizpah, there was his daughter coming out to meet him with timbrels and dancing, and she was his only child. Besides her, he had neither son nor daughter. And it came to pass, when he saw her, he tore his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter! You have brought me very low. You are among those who trouble me. For I have given my word to the Lord, and I cannot go back on it. Again, Judges chapter 11, verses 34 and 35 from the New King James Version. I'll be back to share insights and close with prayer. Hi, I'm the host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. If you don't mind, go ahead and like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. You can also hear my podcast almost everywhere podcasts are heard. Again, that was Judges chapter 11, verses 34 and 35 from the New King James Version. Jephthah has made a difficult vow that's going to be difficult to fulfill. The vow was foolish and unnecessary, and it shows his failure to trust God. His vow was, whoever or whatever came out of my house, I'm going to offer as a burnt offering to God to show that I am so happy that I came back a conqueror, that I came back a winner. And of course, that was a foolish vow. And I'm sure when he made the vow, he probably thought an animal was going to come out of the house. I don't know what kind of animal it would have been, but you know, one of the commentaries said he probably thought it was going to be an animal. But anyway, let me continue sharing from the commentaries. At uh, Jephthah's return, with tidings of his victory coming home before him, his own and only daughter meets him. And of course, she's happy to see her dad. 
she comes out with a timbrel and dancing. So that's in, with expressions of joy. This put him into great confusion and distress because he's made this vow and there's no remedy in his mind. He's in anguish, but he does not relent on the vow. He felt that breaking a vow was a serious matter because it could anger God and bring misfortune. And Jephthah wrongly uh, assume, uh, assumes that the human life is less important than keeping his vow. That's what the commentary said, but I don't think that's what Jephthah felt. I just think he thought maybe like uh, Abraham, that God was going to bring, uh, send an angel with a ram in the bush to save his daughter. And that's why, you know, he said, well, I'm sure he's, I still think he thought that an animal was coming out. That's what I feel in my heart, that he thought an animal was going to come out. He didn't expect it to be his daughter. And I remember when my husband came back from a trip overseas and the kids were just so happy to see him that they came running out the house as soon as he got home. He had been gone for a few days. So I can just imagine this daughter's happiness to see her dad and then to see his expression when she comes out. And she's probably wondering, Dad, why aren't you happy to see me? And then, you know, all he can do is lament the fact that I have made this vow and she has been raised, I guess, in the church or in the faith because, you know, it's going to say later she's going to uh, submit to the vow, to the performance of the vow. But let me continue. He thought, felt that breaking the vow would, uh, was a serious matter because it, it could cause anger of God and bring misfortune and I'm thinking that he probably was thinking like one of the heathens or one of the pagan worshipers worshipers because he knows um, the their history he knows their relationship with Yahweh he knows that Yahweh does not want animal sacrifice I mean uh, human sacrifices he knows that the commandment says that thou should not um, kill. So again, I'm thinking Jephthah thought that the that an animal was going to come out of his house when he made that vow. Anyway, Jephthah's incorrect, Jephthah incorrectly believes that Yahweh needs to be coaxed or bartered with to deliver people, the people of Gilead. All this points to Jephthah's um, treating Yahweh like a foreign god with the lowercase g because one commentary says that's that Moloch the worship of Moloch involved human sacrifice one lesson from this camp comes from uh, Spurgeon he said he had made a rash vow and such things are much better broken than kept if a man makes a vow to commit a crime, his vow to do so is in itself a sin, and carrying out carrying out of his vow will be doubly sinful. If a man is vowing to do a thing, made it necessary and right for him to do it, then the whole moral law might be suspended by the mere act of vowing, for a man might vow to steal 
to commit adultery, to murder, and then say, I was right in all those acts because I vowed to do them. This is self-evidently absurd, and to admit such a principle would be to destroy all morality. And again, that was by Spurgeon. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we come to this section, which is a little confusing. It has lots of questions as to how Jephthah actually fulfilled this vow. Did he actually kill his daughter? Did he send her away to live in maybe as a nun? We don't know. That's what's suggested in tomorrow's reading. But Father, we pray that when we come to those places in our lives where there's a little bit of distrust and doubting, even in the hearts of true great believers, Father, help us to trust you, to trust that if you said that it will be done, that it's all that matters. Jephthah had enough reason to be confident of success because uh, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and yet he was hesitant. He made this vow. God, we need to trust you, and we do trust you completely. Even as the, uh, in the New Testament it says, I believe, but help my unbelief. God, we know that uh, the faith the size of a mustard seed, which is extremely tiny, can move mountains. So, Father, we thank you that even with our faith that's that weak, that we can still trust your word and your will for our lives. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. You know that the needs are so many. And then, Father, we're also, as we're asking, and this is the time to make those requests known unto God, to cast all of your cares upon Him. You know what your needs are, whatever they are. Speak them uh, to God. And then after you finish speaking them, stop and say thank you and praise Him. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.